pointing to like look back on. <laughs> yes, and don't laugh. I feel like it's so bad. It's so bad. This is your official headphone warning. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to your favorite podcast. I have a college crisis. I am your host Ashley Zhang, and we are joined with a very, very special, special guest here today, Vinan Trong. Hello. Hello. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Okay, well, I guess, Vinan, how are you feeling about being on the podcast today? I'm very excited. Yeah, I was just thinking about my previous episodes from High School Uncensored, and I'm excited to be on it. I'm a College Crisis now. That's I like great. the sequel. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you're excited. So I guess we will just jump into some guest questions. Okay, so the first question is, what is your name? My name is Vinan Trung. Okay, perfect. Uh, the second question is, what grade are you in? Okay, I am a first year. Okay, the next question is, what is one word or phrase to describe college so far? And tell us about a college crisis that you have already had. Okay, one word or phrase. I feel like this is cliche. Okay, a phrase for me personally, it would be not as stressful as I anticipated. Okay. That's good. Yeah. And then a crisis I've had, it's not really a crisis, but just on rainy days when like the whole campus is soaked and no one wants to go outside. I just feel really sad on those days. <laughs> you sound like my mom. She's like, the rain makes me so sad. <laughs> yeah. But I get it. It's, it's like a different feeling when it's raining outside. But I don't know. I kind of like it because when it rains, I get to wear my rain boots and I think they're ugly, but I just like wearing them around campus. I have yet to wear my boots. You have <laughs> boots and you just don't wear them? I got hiking boots a couple months ago. It's just, I just haven't gotten to wear, and wear them yet. Why? <laughs> Whoa, why? <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's like, I don't think about putting them on on rainy days. And then when I do think of them, the weather is normal. It's nice. Okay. We're not, we're not talking about cut that put that off the record no no I'm keeping that it's just weird because like whenever it's about to rain I'm like oh my gosh I get to wear my boots and you're like I don't think about it until it's too late and yeah you should wear them it brings a certain amount of joy maybe that can make your rainy days better okay thank you that's good advice (laughs) you're welcome as always if you would like to submit a college crisis or just like a crisis feel free to send a voice memo in or send an email all of which is linked in the show notes okay the next question is tell a college story and or like the first time you felt like a college student if that makes sense okay interesting um (laughs) interesting (laughs) okay I hope my parents don't find this but okay (laughs) uh it was the first week of college which is called welcome week Mm -hmm. and this is like before classes and a lot of freshmen will come move in and then stay a week just doing like welcome activities and meeting new people and that's Mm -hmm. just kind of like the purpose of welcome week and during my welcome week I just remember hanging out with friends almost the whole day because that's all you can really do during welcome week Mm -hmm. and probably going to sleep at midnight which is pretty late in my parents eyes Uh (laughs) I just remember thinking like wow I really had the whole day to spend with friends when when I'm at home my parents really limit my friend time Uh (laughs) my my spending time with friends yeah yes okay so I guess that was like well I could really do whatever I want I'm in Mm -hmm. college now that was yeah. the first moment that kind of hit me. Okay, that's good. I'm glad of your newfound independence, Vinan. Thank you. You're welcome. Y- you too. Thanks. Okay, so the next question is, like, how much has your rice purity test score dropped since getting to college? <laughs> it has not. <laughs> <laughs> not at all? Like, not even one? No, it hasn't. Okay. I mean, I haven't, I haven't formally taken it again, but I'm pretty sure it hasn't. Okay, okay, understood. This is my favorite question. You hate this question. But this question is, how do you personally flirt with other people? Oh, um, I don't. Let's move on. No, no, I need something. <laughs> you have to give me something. You can't just say like, I don't. So let me set the context for you. This person has already come up to you and they're flirting with you and you like, you're interested. So you just want to like put some, you like want to like flirt a little to like, okay, let but them the thing know is, that you're interested. Okay, I understand that. But right now in my life, I'm not in... I'm not in the position to be interested. Okay. That makes sense. Let's put you a few years in the future. How would you? (laughs) Um, I don't know. Maybe the future. (laughs) Myself in a few years. (laughs) Answer the question and then this can be done with. Fine. Um, I, I would just be friendly. I I would not. Yeah. I'd basically just be 
friendly. Anything that I do would just be seen like through a friend lens. Okay. All right. And I guess also ask for their contact. Okay. Good answer. Good answer. Okay. New question. What contact would you ask for? Because there, there's like a lot of number. Number. Okay. Phone number. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds good answer. Good answer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the next question is, um, it's the random question. So just choose a number one through eight. Okay. Um, what number do you think I'll choose? Girl, I don't know. Just choose a number. Do you know me? Uh, I, I would always go for one number in that range. Seven? No. Wow. Okay. I choose number three. Okay, that was my second guess. That was my second guess. Okay. Where did seven come from? <laughs> I don't know. You just like gave off a seven energy, if that makes sense. <laughs> I don't feel like he's seven. I understand that why you would say through. I understand okay. that. Okay. All right. So this question is, if you were in a YA novel, what would your superpower be? Oh, that's nice. That's a good question. Thank you. I came up with it myself. Okay. Well, I feel like the cliche female protagonist YA novel must have a bow and arrow. So I will choose bow and arrow. I can only think of one book. No, but superpower. So like, okay, not, superpower? not with skill, superpower. Yeah. No, but let me go back. I only know one character that has a hold bow on, and no, arrow. But I feel like, hold on, there's, there's more. I, I can't think of it. I know which one you're thinking of, but there's yeah. more. I think I've seen like, I, I think I met like shows. You know what? Scratch that. Take that off the record. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. You're so <laughs> Stop trying to scratch things. I will scratch I will scratch the legitimate things. This one is fine. No. Girl. Fine. When I from now on, when I say take that off the record, you have to take that off the record. You have Only to. if it's actually something I would take off the <laughs> no, record. No, but what am I what if you have to um like what is it? Appreciate my wishes? What's that phrase? <laughs> Can you just answer the question? <laughs> that's okay, that's Okay, you say like YA novel, but I don't I don't think of like a superpower as a YA novel. Okay, you don't have it doesn't have to be superpower. I just like okay, it just says YA superpower. So I just wrote I, I added novel in this time as an accident. So whatever, just say superpower. Just like say uh <sighs> young adult. Okay, superpower. fine. Super speed. Okay, why? Okay, I would choose super speed because someone told me that life's most valuable thing is time. And I feel like with super speed, you have like more time to do what you want to do and what you need to do. So yeah. Okay, I get it. Well, okay. Counter to your superpower ability to freeze time. So you just yeah. Time. Okay, that's a good counter. However, with super speed, not only can you manipulate time, but you can also manipulate like distance. Like I could get from here to China like much quicker versus just freezing time. And then taking, like, then walking all the way to China. You know what I mean? I guess. Like, I still have to, So are you still using, work. Are you using your super speed to commute places or, like, to actually do, to do chores? Both. <laughs> okay. Okay, you just not like my answer. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just, like, I'm just giving you, you know, I'm just, like, adding dimension to your answer, okay? Okay. <laughs> okay. But I, I understand why super speed I didn't, I'm not saying I would choose freezing time. I'm just like adding another dimension. Yes. Yes. What would, what would you choose? This is not your podcast. I don't have <laughs> the, re- the thing is this like, is I, a write, conversation. I write these not- questions and I don't know how to answer them. That's the thing. And don't make me answer them because I don't know how to. Okay, perfect. So. <laughs> but this is, this should be a conversation, not an interview. Sucks. Make your own podcast then. <laughs> okay next question okay um, last question before we begin this week's topic is how do you identify however you want to identify she her okay perfect so this week's topic shout out to vinan she actually came up with this one yay yes yes <laughs> You're um, welcome. thank you so our school had the aap or like gifted and talented program and it's like that it's how we were in that program and how that impacted like the rest of our lives not to be dramatic with it but like the, the rest of our life yeah so of our academic lives also just like our regular oh lives. yeah yeah i guess yeah like our lives i agree okay so just to start off can you describe what the aap program is in like the gifted and talented program okay so the let's just call it like the gifted and talented program okay so the gifted and talented program is just kind of a program for schools to identify the more gifted students and put them into classes that are more challenging for them so they can kind of 
reach their full potential. Mm-hmm. I like agree with everything. So I guess starting from the beginning, what is like your first memory of the gifted and talented program? Do you have like an earliest memory of this thing or? Okay, yes. My earliest memory was being in the car with my dad and he hands me a letter that is addressed for me. And the letter basically just told me that I got accepted into the gifted and talented program and I would have to move to a school that has classes for that program. Mm -hmm. And I remember that being a big memory for me, kind of like a milestone. Uh Well, one, I had to switch schools, which I didn't want to do, but also I don't remember taking the test, whatever the the name of that test was, I don't remember taking it. So Mm -hmm. it's like I had no choice but to move schools just because how I performed on that test, you know? Yeah. Do you remember what grade you were in? Because I took my second grade. Yes. 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 It was second grade for me. Okay. Yes. So that means I moved schools in third grade. Yes. Me too. For me, I think the first time I remember, so it's sort of different for me because I'm pretty sure my parents wait, knew wait, about wait. this. Wait, should we clarify? I don't think I ever said that, that we're, we were both in the program. Yeah, I'll just add that in right here. Okay, we were okay, both okay. In the, like we were both in this program and like many of our friends were also in this program. Yes. Not to sound like self-righteous. We just want to like clarify. Yes. Yes. Okay. That we um, are gifted and talented. <laughs> shut up. Don't do that. <laughs> I do not feel gifted nor talented. Anywho. So my parents actually knew about this program, I think, and they enrolled me into like this class, like help me pass the test. So I'd be like in the program, if that makes sense. So I remember going to that class and I don't know if like this is a false memory and like I made this up, but I think I remember taking the test, not like me answering each and every question, but I think I have a memory of me like sitting in the classroom, like taking the test with everyone else taking the test, but that's, Mm -hmm. that might be false. And something that I still like remember is I remember we used to get pulled out like there were a few kids in my class in the other second grade class and we would get pulled out of class during a certain time and we would go to a separate room altogether and we would learn something else yeah I don't have those memories from mm-hmm. second grade but I feel like that most likely happened to me as well mm-hmm. like it tracks but I'm not mm-hmm. exactly sure about that second memory in there yes. it could be false it really could be mm-hmm. but who knows so I guess you had the experience of reading the letter with your father. Did that put any like premature pressure on you? Like, how did you feel in that moment? In that moment, I, I obviously felt very special to be uh-huh. labeled as gifted. And yeah. I remember like my parents telling my whole family and their friends that I got into the program, even though at that moment, I didn't really know what it meant. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, in that brief moment, I felt very special and no downsides yet mm-hmm. yeah yeah. I feel like at eight years old if you're if someone is telling you that you are gifted and talented you're just gonna take it you're, you're gonna be like I'm gifted and talented no like look at me go like I'm special and that's yes yeah I felt <laughs> very superior to my older brother who did mm-hmm. not get into the program mm-hmm. and also like any um, relatives that were older than me so like just we're, we'll come back to this but I feel like this program sort of fueled the superiority complex I think like a lot of us felt it and like that definitely impacted how like the rest of our lives have gone but we will definitely come back to that yes yeah I I just want to say I think in that moment it was the first time when I kind of labeled myself as smart and Mm -hmm. that kind of made I made intelligence part of my personality from that point on no I understand no 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 I understand Mm -hmm. we're gonna keep on talking about this because okay yes okay so I guess did you feel any pressure at this point about being in the gifted and talented program because like I know you said that you didn't really know what it was and like what it entailed but I guess was there anything negative that you felt at this time not at that time but do you want to move forward like yeah yeah. schools and okay um wait let me ask this question first I guess it's like sort of track the gifted and talented program through elementary, middle school, and high school. It's like in elementary school, what did this entail? In middle school, what did this entail, et cetera? Okay, so for elementary school, so we got our acceptance in second grade, and that meant moving schools for our third grade. Mm -hmm. So I switched schools, and I remember only 
a few of my friends from second grade moving with me. Mm-hmm. So I kind of started with not too many friends in third grade. Hold on, let me let me answer your question. <laughs> when I moved schools in third grade, I remember the content that was being taught to me was much more challenging and maybe a little more extensive, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. we spent a little more time on certain things and really like really mastered some topics. And I remember being a little slower in reading and writing compared to my peers, even though we were all in the gifted program. Mm-hmm. So wait, let me just answer your question. I, I don't want to get too much into it yet. Okay. okay. So for elementary school, yeah. I feel like classes were a little more challenging than the regular general education classes. Can we call it gen ed classes? Okay. Yes. So at our elementary school, we called the regular classes gen ed classes and then our classes AAP classes. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Just, just like, to clarify. That's how the teachers referred to it as well. It wasn't just like yes. the kids. Like we learned it from the teachers. So yes. before you come out, it like, yeah. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> so classes were a little harder. I feel like we got a little more homework than the gen ed classes and maybe spent a little more time on the reflection or the explanation part. You know what I mean? I felt like they really drilled that into us, made sure we reflected on our own work a lot. Really? I don't recall. I I felt like that. I don't recall. (laughs) And then middle school, there was still like a separation in classes, in your core classes, English, reading, and uh, history classes. Those were still considered to be the gifted level. And then math was like on its own track. Yes. Yeah. And for those classes, same thing. It was a little more challenging. We We were all learning the same content. It was just our classes were maybe a little more fast paced or or extensive or like something more extensive yeah Yeah. and then from and then we went to high school and basically our program like disappeared when we went to high school and then we were all placed in like the same pool as everyone else there's only honors and then regular classes yeah and then maybe AAP I mean AP classes yes Mm. I feel like most once you're in the gifted and talented program you're expected to either do honors or AP yes. in high school. And if you don't, you kind of like move down a level and that's, it's... Yeah, that's how it feels, which is like yeah. bad, but yes. Yeah. Okay, so how do you feel like the Gifted and Talented program impacted you? Because yes, it did give you an opportunity to like reach your full potential, but also there is like a negative side of this and like a ne- positive side of this. So just like sort of weigh the odds, I guess. Yeah, I feel like we can go on for this question for a while, no, but let's, let's go for... First, the pros. Okay. I think one, it, it made me feel confident in my um, like academic skills. I felt, I guess, more confident like starting things, mm-hmm. answering certain questions. Okay. Two, I, I met a lot of my good friends in the program, mm-hmm. including you. Wow. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Three. Are those all the? <laughs> those are all the pros. I guess it puts Do you have any pros? It puts you on like a faster track, if that makes sense. So like yes. you do this in elementary school and you get to this thing and you do this in middle school and you get to this thing and you go to high school and it puts you on like a faster track for certain aspects, I suppose. Certain aspects, yes. Certain aspects, yes. So yeah, let's go to cons now. Yes. I think the first one for me was I started just personally, I started like comparing myself to my peers a lot more academically. And if I wasn't doing as well as them, I felt kind of like, why am I in this program? A little imposter syndrome. And this mm-hmm. was third, fourth grade. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> very young. Yeah. Eight years old, already feeling like imposter syndrome, which is mm-hmm. crazy to think about. Yeah. And I felt like, again, we were expected to continue being gifted from mm-hmm that age and on. So my parents kind of expected me to have a really kind of like the stereotypical, like go to college and study this prestigious subject such as uh, law or medical, and then, mm-hmm. you know, become very successful in the future. So the expectations for me were much higher. Yeah. It puts like a lot of expectations on you when you're really young. And mm-hmm. it's like at a point where you don't really know what you, you don't even know what you want to do in the future yet. And you're like already yes. set on this track to like, quote unquote, greatness. Just, <laughs> <yeah>. Yes. <laughs> and also I was 
for answering questions, for example, I was way more afraid to raise my hand and possibly say something stupid Mm -hmm. in front of or show that I didn't know something in front of my peers. So I feel like that was also a con. Do you want to add anything else to this? I would say yes, those two things, but also... um... Oh, and I, I remember kind of becoming a perfectionist for myself. Like I always had to get 100% or more than 95s. And I feel like I, how do I, I don't know. How do I say this? I feel like when we were in elementary school, we shouldn't have been so hard on ourselves. But the program kind of pushed us to be like that. Yeah. And like I said, I think it sort of gives us superiority complex because it makes us believe, okay, so like not to say that we all aren't gifted and talented and unique and special, but it made us feel more than. And yes, it's good to feel special because like everyone should feel special, but also the way that we sort of acted towards the general education kids, it's like, it's disappointing to like look back on. (laughs) Yes, and don't laugh. I feel like it's so bad. It's no, so bad. I feel like the school kind of really reinforced this us. segregation between yeah. us. Yeah. To explain to the viewers, we were placed. There were three gifted. Okay, like oh, let's let's say specifically in sixth grade because in sixth grade there were three the gifted and talented ones, okay. and there were two regular, or like two gen yeah. ed classes. Yeah. Yes, three gifted and talented teachers, and then two gen ed teachers. Mm-hmm. So the gifted and talented kids, we would always just hang out with whoever was in the same program. We had the same classes together. We ate lunch together. The only time we could really mingle with the gen ed kids was at recess. Or lunch. Well, we weren't allowed to sit with people at lunch. Oh, yeah. No, just recess. Or Yeah, just recess. Was it? No, no. Music? Anything else? No. No, we we were all separated. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And not only that, like you sort of, so like imagine going to two separate elementary schools and like being with those people the entire time. That was sort of like what it was for us because like third, fourth, fifth, sixth, you didn't really see people switching from gifted and talented to gen ed or gen ed from gifted and talented. So it was yeah. like we were in the same school and we interacted on some level, but at the same time we were still separate and it was like we didn't really know each other. Yeah. And I remember us and our friends, we would kind of look at them as inferior to us you know because <laughs> we were what did you say because we were children and we had a superiority complex because of this stupid program yes, yes. <sighs> and I wish I did not act that way because some of my friends okay some of my friends that I made in middle school and high school that like, they were not in the same program and they were like just fine yeah. I mean I meant like I we're, we're good friends you know so I feel like the program should not have prevented us from being friends yeah and I'm not sure if that was specific for our elementary school or if that is like the same for all, but that is an issue. <laughs> yes, it is an issue. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to talk about how math was for me. Yes. Well, let, let okay. me like sort of outline how math went. So mm-hmm. in so from third to sixth grade, we were all in the same math class, but in sixth grade, you took a thing and wait the, uh, we were all in the same math class because math was treated uh, as, the same as the yeah. reading writing science was, and yes. social studies yes so we were all in the same math classes at that time and then in sixth grade you're supposed to take something called the iowa test and if you get past the 91st percentile of that test then once you're in middle school you can directly go to algebra one honors and the thing about that is if you were just any other student you would take that class in ninth grade so if you pass this test when you're in sixth grade you are put two years ahead in math in front of your other peers if you don't pass then you are one year ahead and if you are in gen ed you are just at the regular track level yes and those two years really do make a difference but also like makes a difference in like a bad way but yeah yes so for me i always generally had good grades in all subjects from third to sixth grade. But in sixth grade, I kind of started slacking in math when we started learning about negative numbers and all that. Mm -hmm. So when we took the Iowa test, by the way, our test was called the Iowa test. I feel like other 
other schools have different names for that test. When we took the Iowa test, I was, I didn't do as well as I wanted to. So I did not place higher than the 91st percentile, but almost all my friends did. So how did, how, let me explain how I felt. <laughs> okay. So I felt a little, how do I say, I felt dumber than my friends because mm-hmm. I feel like I really should have gotten more than 91% or I should have gotten higher. I should have scored higher on that test, mm-hmm. but I didn't. And that's, that was just like the years of being in the gifted and talented program that I expected myself to score just as high, but I didn't. And it kind of, it set me back one year behind my friends in math for the rest of my middle school and high school career. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about this. I think that's insane how one test brings, like, just keeps me behind for the rest of the years. It really does. It's like one, yeah. you can get one question wrong. And based off that one question, you are behind your friends in a year's worth of math. Yeah. And I've, crazy. In, unless you take a class over the summer, there's no way to skip a math level to be at the same level as your friends. Yeah. Yeah. So we went to seventh grade and all my friends started algebra one while I was just in the regular, I mean, in the math seven class. Math seven honors. Yeah. Math seven honors class. So being in that class, it felt a little easy for me because it kind of was a review of sixth grade with a little bit, they're starting a little bit of algebra as well. But Mm -hmm. I felt like I could have gone to algebra. I, I could have challenged myself, but I couldn't have skipped it because the Iowa test just determined where I was. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And then from then on, I was always one year behind, which sucked, especially for like now that I'm in college, I'm one year behind in math. And I feel like I sh- really should have done this earlier. I should have, you know, I, I, it doesn't make sense to me. I, I don't know why I'm one year behind, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you still have to put it in perspective because like, yes, you may have been one year behind all of your other friends, but you were still one year ahead. It's like you're still considered one year yeah. ahead because based mm-hmm. off the standard, you, you're just one year ahead. But it's yes, like true. crazy how like this program can put it, can warp it in your mind and like make it seem like a bad thing that you're in Math 7 Honors. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah, it's too late for this change in perspective, but it's just like, <laughs> you, yeah, yeah. Give yourself some credit. Thank you. You're welcome. No, but the thing is, when you put yourself two years ahead in math, depending on what school you go to, by the time you are a junior, there's no more math to do. Or like by the time you are a sophomore, there's no more math to do, which is a weird position to put yourself in. Because mm-hmm. Vanana and I were talking about this and we were talking about how like there was an eighth grader in, what was it? It was when we were juniors. An eighth grader in AP Calc AB. Yeah. No, no, no. Wait, who was it? What, was I- it BC? No, I was talking to someone recently and they were like, oh, there was an eighth grader in, who was it? But it was like an eighth grader in BC or something like that. And I'm like, eighth grade, what are they going to do when they get to high school? Yeah. They have to take college classes or just not take math until they get to college. Yeah. And that's like a really weird position to put yourself in. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But I guess like, Okay, yes, the gifted and talented program did put stress on us, but I would also say that it put stress on like the gen ed program, if that makes sense as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So like I guess talk on that as well. Yeah. I if I were in their position, I would always feel less than compared yes. to them. And I know for my little brother, he took the same test in second grade and he did not get into the program. And I remember my parents kind of I mean, my parents really comparing him to me, saying, like, mm-hmm. why couldn't you have gone into it? And that really I don't know, affected him in the bad way, because no one should really be compared to anyone. They, they should just be, you know, on their own, on their own track. Yeah. But he's constantly compared to me just because I got into this program, a program that I didn't even know what it really was, didn't really know what came with it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I feel like those who were not labeled as gifted will always feel less than. Yeah. Yeah. What else do you want to say about it? I'm not very good at saying this, <laughs> saying no, this stuff in sentence. I would agree. I obviously can't speak from experience, but I feel like if I was in the gen ed program and like 
that happened to me in elementary school, I think that would like impact how I saw the rest of my life, if that makes sense. Like maybe Yeah, like even if you got a hundreds on all of your tests, it will never it will still never be the best. Yeah. So like if I got a te- if I got like an a hundred on my math test or something and it was like an a regular a regular level math test, maybe I would probably still think that I'm less than someone who got like an eighty percent on like an APBC test or something like that. Yeah. And that's just like sort of the mindset. Well, I don't really know because this is like I would assume I don't know. I don't even want to make assumptions. I can imagine. Yeah. Yes. I <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it would really just put a damper on achievements. And that's like yeah. a not a good thing because like you should celebrate your achievements and everything. Yeah. So you grow up being a gifted and talented program like with your whole entire middle school and high school. So you're kind of at the top, right? Mm-hmm. But then once you apply to college and you get into college, you are put into you are placed in classes with all the people who are also at the top of their classes. And all of a sudden, um, it feels like, <clears throat> you know, like the metaphor, like big fish, small pond. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you are a small fish in a big pond mm-hmm. and you have to work much harder. But you already spent these past six, eight years working hard to get to that point. And I feel like burnout is like much more likely to happen once you get to college because you have to work twice as hard now, even though you've already worked so hard up to that point. Yeah, I understand. Okay, so like the best way, what I am connecting this to in my mind. So I feel like the track for gifted and talented kids, this is specific to like my area, but like our area. It's like you as an elementary school, you are in the gifted and talented program. And then when you're in high school, you go to TJ because like that's like the next level for gifted and talented kids, I suppose. And then like, after that, you go to an Ivy League school or something. Wait, explain what TJ is. So TJ is sort of like the high school. You have to apply to get in. I'm not sure how it's working now, but in our time, you have to apply to get in. It's supposed to be merit-based and it's like sort of the high school of science, right? Math and science. Yes. Yeah. The science and, and like, technology. Yeah, science and technology. And it's like, it's an honor to go there. So I feel like if based off the gifted and talented program that is like the natural progression of how things should go so like gifted and talented tj and then ivy league and that's like what we are sort of like expected and what we are sort of like pressured into wanting to do and like achieving that as a final goal but it's important to note when you're in college it doesn't matter what program they were in they're still at the same college as you so like this person you might have done like 15 ap's and like been the top of your class and and all this sort of stuff and your roommate could be like someone who is the exact opposite of that but they're still in the same college as you and I think that's really humbling (laughs) (laughs) yes and people who have never taken an honors class or an AP class in their life are put in the same intro to blank classes as you yeah and could possibly getting be getting better grades than you yeah so I yeah so it's kind of like that the whole entire program led up to nothing. Yeah. Or led up to just being in the same place as everyone else. And that is also sort of like a con of it, I guess. Because yes, in the moment you feel like you're ahead. But at the end of the day, if you aren't, that can be sort of detrimental. Because it's like, I really put myself through all of that for nothing. I don't yeah. know. It's just like a weird way. It's a weird program. I. <laughs> it's like, I like it because it got me here. But also like, I don't know like okay I'm sure my life would have turned out differently if I was not in that program but like on the off chance it could have turned out almost the same it's weird to think about yeah I think I feel like socially I would be a different person but Uh academically I feel like I could have possibly ended up in the same place yes let's talk about how like we're now friends with like people who like we're not in the program at all because the program doesn't matter after a certain point it really does high school. Yeah. No, yeah. like even in high school, you get to choose your own classes at that point. Not to say that you couldn't in middle school, but there's like a more, it's like a wider range of classes that you can choose. And yeah, you know. Okay. So in our, so the program existed in elementary school, but once you got to our middle school, our middle school had like the lowest class you could take would just be the regular class. The next one would be honors. And then the third level would be the AAP classes, which were kind of the classes that we we took. 
Yes. Because if you came from the AP program, you were expected to take the AP classes. Yes. And people who were in regular honors could not choose AAP classes because they were yes. not in the program. Yes. They could only choose regular or honors. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the program was still there in middle school. But then once we got to high school, there was like no more restrictions. People, yeah, there's only regular classes or honors classes or mm-hmm. AAP classes. And anyone could choose any of those classes. There was yeah. no restrictions. So now you you were in classes with people who were never in the AAP program at all. So yeah, I think from up to middle school, the program is there, but then afterwards, it's kind of like a free-for-all. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, at that point, you're really put into classes with people you may or may not know. And I'm not like, this is just a possibility. If you had someone that you knew was in gen ed in your AP class, all of a sudden, that it was a weird feeling. Not Yeah, yeah. It, it was like, not... Because, like, our schools kept us separate so much. And, like, seeing someone that you knew was, like, in, like, a lesser class than you in elementary school. Like, quote-unquote lesser class as the same class than you in high school. It was sort of – it was weird because, like, you're, like, have I really fallen that much? But that's not even the case. Because yeah. you choose – what I yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you feel like you have fallen down to their academic level even though they may have uh, – I don't, I don't know what to say. Uh, <laughs> yeah okay friend friend wise in college I'm now friends with good friends with people who were never in AAP or any program who always took regular classes their whole elementary school middle and high school career Mm -hmm. and like now we're taking the same classes and now we're good friends I even have one friend I have one friend who we went to elementary school with and who was in the regular classes the whole time. And we went to middle school and high school with this friend and they were never in the AP program. But once they got to high school, they took honors and AP classes because they could handle it. Yeah. And now my friend and I were in the same college taking almost the same classes at, for the same major. And it's crazy how we, we never really we were all, we were separated for so long up until this point. Yeah. And we have the name off the record, but you saying that name, I forgot that they were not in the AAP program. Like I forgot I forgot that he went to our elementary school and like we were separated. Yeah. And it's crazy cuz in high school they're a science genius. And yeah. That's just so weird to think about. And it's it's also weird that we took this really sort of we took this test when we were 8. And like that sort of determined the track for the rest of our high school career. And that's a lot of pressure to put on an eight. Like, and your brain isn't even fully developed. Yes. Yeah. You're really having me reflect right now, Vanessa. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I remember asking this friend, do you remember going to elementary school together? And he said, no, because I, okay, I remember just because I, Okay, I just remember seeing him in the halls or seeing him in the regular class, but mm-hmm. he doesn't remember me at all because we were so separated. Yeah. Because AP and Gen Ed were rarely allowed to be together and just be friends. Yeah. It feels like a dystopian novel or something, like the beginning of a dystopian novel. Yeah, yeah. How we're like separated yeah. and we can't hang out. Weird. <laughs> okay, but like, I guess how has this like, your experience with the gifted and talented program impacted the rest of your college experience? Well, first, my college experience is only starting, uh-huh. <laughs> but ha- it has impacted so far. It's just uh, just made me reflect and realize that I, I spent all those years classifying people a certain way because of this program, even though they are just as smart, just as creative and just as talented as as anyone. I think the gifted and talented program kind of put this, I don't know what to say. How do you, I don't know how to word this, like internalized something. Superiority. Yeah. They kind of made me see certain people as in, inferior. Yeah. It put a lot of people in a negative light for me, which is like something. Yes. Yeah. It's like bad for me to admit, but like I am seeing it now or like I'm seeing it a different way than I saw it when I was younger. 
and yes. I regret how I acted toward I really do because like yeah what was the point of that no I remember <laughs> I remember a friend and we were like oh would you date a person in gen ed and she was like oh my gosh never and like that's like the mindset we had and that was like yeah. regular there was like a regular mindset that these 12 year olds had and I don't we were yeah <laughs> I want to know how they graded that test, like put us into that program, because like maybe oh, yeah. if it was IQ based, I would be more on board with it, I suppose. But I really don't know how they graded it, because like at eight years old, you're nowhere near fully developed. And like, I'm not even sure if an IQ test would be accurate at eight years old. If that, you know what I mean? Yeah. It would be one thing if everyone who isn't gifted and talented were at like better colleges and like were, were actually academically higher achieving than like the gen ed kids. But that's not the case because we are all at the same colleges now. Like we're all taking the same classes. So I really wonder, not like what the point was, but did it really do anything in the long run? That's my question. Yeah. yeah. Like if I did not get into the program, would I have still taken the same classes in high school mm -hmm. and performed the same way and um, chosen the same college that I go to now? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think. So, uh, we'll never know. So, we'll never know. Okay, but I am setting a timer for 10 minutes, and now you run the podcast basically. 10 minutes on the clock. Hey, wait, wait, is this like a segment that you do? It's a segment, yeah. Okay, hello, welcome back to I'm a College Crisis. <laughs> I love how, like, everyone who has had this segment so far, they're like, this is my podcast now, like, welcome to blah, blah, blah. blah. And, like, uh, <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, yeah, you said it's mine. Yeah, okay, first. Seconds. First thing that I would like to do is introduce my guest. Your name, okay. please. Ashley Zhang. Okay. And year and college, if you would like to disclose. Class of 2025, first year at University of Virginia. Okay. And, oh, you didn't ask me this. Major? Oh, uh, biology. But we're not allowed to declare majors until the end of our second year. Okay. Choose a number between one and eight. No, I'm... no, you can't. You can't look at your list. Jeez. Fine, I'm you know what? I have you... my own list. Okay, yeah, I'm not gonna tell you my and like the questions I have. Okay. I'm gonna choose number four. Okay, what's the best gift that you have ever received? Okay, <laughs> I spent like two months telling my mom I wanted a weighted blanket, and then she got me one for my birthday. <laughs> okay, was it a surprise? <laughs> sort of, but not like I was surprised in the moment, but then I didn't think she was actually gonna get it for me. So I was surprised and I was happy. I okay. can't remember. Okay. Okay. And what's the best gift that you have given? Your gift. Your Christmas gift. Best gift <laughs> I ever gave. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know if this is my favorite. I'll just answer my own question. The favorite okay. best gift that I have given. I don't know if this counts as a gift. It's not my favorite, but it's definitely up there. But it would be my homecoming proposal to you when you were in ninth grade. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yes. And my second one would be my prom proposal to you in Thank you. senior year, okay? I really appreciated it. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> you knew about this, but someone else was planning to ask me. And you're like, I'm going to ask first. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. How's your mom? My gosh, she's good. Most people use this time to ask questions. Yeah, I just did okay okay how does it feel being friends with me really good great you don't text me ever i'm not a big texter <laughs> i don't know i used to be and then i kind of stopped <laughs> okay remember when people would just like text casually like when we were in like sixth grade seventh grade like what are you doing yeah. what are you up to <laughs> i know it, it's like such i know pe like people still do that and i feel like i I'm also more of a casual texture now. Oh, really? Which is weird. To, yeah. Okay. It's not like I'm like, oh, what's up? Like, what are you doing? It's like I will randomly send someone a message and like that will spark a conversation. If that makes sense. Oh, well, I think that's more common than just asking how are you over text, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. Yes. Okay. Staying on a college topic, how have you kept in touch with your high school friends or friends? you had before college while you were in college so there are people this is most it's mostly one person but like whenever I'm walking home from the library at night I'll just call like no it's like if if I'm walking alone and I'm like I could really 
talk to someone right now or like i'm just bored i want to talk to someone i will call them when i'm walking back to my dorm or like i'll send texts to them i don't know how i'm supposed this to is layla isn't it yeah <laughs> that was like okay <laughs> it's mostly just like texting people and calling people to let them know that you miss them i suppose or like just keeping in touch like that okay interesting when you came home for uh like the first time you came home from college i know it wasn't over a certain break but how did you uh-huh. feel coming back after a couple months on campus i the first time i came home was actually like the second week of college because i was sick do you still want me to answer that question or like yeah sure. me to answer okay at that point well first of all I had been, I had like the stomach flu or something like that. So I really could not keep anything down. I was not sleeping. That's disgusting. Just, it really was. I was just <laughs> grateful to be home. Okay. But like, first of all, like I had definitely missed my family because it had only been a week and a half or like two weeks or something. And so I was still sort of feeling the effects of homesickness, I guess. So I was grateful to be home. I was also grateful that I had someone to take care of me because that's something that I did not anticipate. Like when you're sick, you really just don't want to, you really want someone to take care of you. And so that and was you, good to have. you don't automatically have someone when you're in college. Definitely, yeah. I mean, like, your roommate, yes. But at that point, we really didn't know each other. And also, I don't want to put her through that. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. But something that struck me, it's like, I don't know. When I get home, it's sort of like a weird feeling because I've been gone and the place just kept going. Yeah. Not, like, I'm not, you know, it's like, I know that I'm not the center of the universe it's a weird feeling to come back somewhere and like see that things have changed yeah when I came back home I did not come back for fall break but I wish I did I went back on a random weekend in October and coming back it felt very weird it felt like I was not it felt it didn't feel like home it felt like I was a stranger coming to this new place yeah sort of the same it's but it only lasted for a few days for me yeah but like when you're only home for like a few days like that feels like the whole time which is weird and I felt like I wanted to do I made a list of all the things I wanted to do while I was home Mm -hmm. and I did them but I I didn't feel like I was actually home you know Mm -hmm. yeah what's on the what's the time you have two minutes left okay perfect okay how did you make friends when you first got to college when I first got to college I keep on saying this like everyone is really vulnerable the first few days and everyone's trying to make friends so just like talking to random like just talking to people if I'm being honest like the first friend group I had the person who brought me into that one I was literally sitting at the dining hall alone and they came up to me and they're like oh can I sit here with you because they were also alone and like that was a friendship that oh yeah that was like out of a book right I think we're not friends anymore um (laughs) anywho (laughs) wait can we talk about how welcome week friends are crazy no, because really. I'm not friends with my welcome week friends either. I'm okay. I'm friends with a few of them, but like a few of them, I'm not friends with anymore. Yeah, same. Certain, yes. like a few of them, it took me about a week to realize, like, wow, I don't want to be friends with them. No, oh, yeah, it's like because everyone's looking for friends at the time, so it doesn't really matter who or like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't really care about who they are yet. You just like want friends, yeah. and then after a while, you realize like, I don't want to be friends with you. Yeah, which is <laughs> yeah. And I, I am lucky to find people that I actually do want to be friends with. And I've stayed friends with them. But I feel like some people are not as fortunate. Yeah, I understand. Like, there are some people I know. And I'm like, you don't have to stay friends with the people you met first. Yeah. And, like, I think they understand that. But their their loyalty yes. to them is something else. Yeah. You have eight seconds. Okay. Thank you for listening. Um, hi, Mary. That's <laughs> okay. it. Sounds good. All right. And that is 10, 10 minutes. All right. So do you have anything else you want to add about the gifted and talented program topic? No, I think um, we've talked about pretty much all my thoughts. We've okay. gone through. Yeah. Sounds good. Do you? Do you want to say anything else about it? I just feel really bad about like, I feel bad for both sides because there's no use arguing about which side had it worse. Like, gifted and talented or gen ed because I'm sure like all the gifted and talented kids were like oh they have it so easy like their classes are so easy they barely have to stress at all and then like we're talking about them like that and they're like and they're thinking about us like oh they don't have to deal with like the emotional yeah um, or wish of or, yeah or they could see us as being stuck up 
Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's just no use arguing, but I feel <sighs> it's just interesting to talk about in retrospect. Okay. If you had the choice to go back in time and not enter the program, would you? I feel okay, I feel like it's sort of it's sort of like self-righteous of me to say, but I would I would do the program again cuz I'm sh- there are definitely people who struggled, but I feel like I could have struggled more. So I don't think it would be horrible if I went back. I know that, that sounds like bad when I say out loud. No, no. But don't that's just like bad. how I felt about it. Like, I think I did okay. Looking back now, I mean. I understand. You know? now, yeah, yeah. You understand. Yeah. Yes. If I had the choice to go back, I think I would still go through with the program because mm-hmm. I've met a lot of good friends through the program, which I don't yeah. think I would have met if I was not in it and and yeah I don't think I would be in hold on I don't want to say that because we made a whole point about being in the same place okay I think I could possibly be in the same place where I am today uh academically if I were not in the program but not in the same place socially understood yeah I'm just like happy where I end up now and if I had to do the program again to get here I would do it yeah indeed Indeed. All right. The Minecraft segment and or just childhood game segments. What was your childhood vice when it comes to video games? Uh, Minecraft. And it started in sixth grade when Minecraft was getting really big. Mm -hmm. And you're still playing Minecraft to this day. (laughs) Wait, let me clarify. (laughs) Okay. I do not play Minecraft every day and I do not play during college either. So how I play is just with a group of a very small group of friends and we only play one game bed wars and we played it <laughs> we played it almost every night during the summer before our freshman year but then mm-hmm. once we got to college we collectively agreed that we would be too busy to play so we mm-hmm. stopped playing and it kind of kind of hurt me a little bit because when we agreed to stop playing it kind of I would ask my friends like oh do you miss playing and they would say a little bit, but they would rather, you know, focus on their lives at college, which I understand. But to me, mm-hmm. it felt like I don't miss you, which was not true. That was just me making. Yeah. 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 But now that we're on our winter break, we all are. We have been playing more often, but it's not the same. <laughs> no, no, I don't say that. We have been playing more often, but we will stop when school starts up again. Mm-hmm. Understood. It's like a little reward for from like yeah yeah. okay well the next question is like do you have any advice and this like applies to rising college freshmen uh graduating high school seniors or like life advice in general okay so I am in the engineering field at my school and I remember being worried about how I will make friends because I wanted to make friends with fellow engineers because you'll take the same classes together. You'll do the same, mostly the same extracurriculars. And it's just nice to have friends doing the same thing as you. But mm-hmm. I, once I got to college, okay, I don't live in the LLC, which is the living learning community. I do not live in the LLC with the majority of the engineers because I just chose not to live in that LLC. So I was worried that because I'm not in the LLC, I will have trouble finding friends because all of those engineers will already have existing friend groups by the time classes mm-hmm. start. Yes. But I worried for no reason because I, even though a lot of my friends are not engineers, I still, I'm still good friends with them. And I don't need to have one person who is taking almost all my classes just to succeed. I have like multiple. I'm just saying like, I know some people who really worry about that topic and I'm just, I'm saying that worriness could be for nothing because you'll still find good friends even if they're not in your exact in the same major as you or the same concentration as you. Okay, yeah, that's a good piece of advice because I feel like lots of times people think that you have to I mean like yes, have the same hobbies, but like have you don't have to be the same person to be friends. Yeah. And yes. Oh wait, good. also another thing, I think business majors get made fun of way too much than they should be okay no I think we make fun of them enough (laughs) 
Yes. I think I think they need to be humbled. So I think it's okay. To make <laughs> I think some do, but some they get away too much and too often. And I think some need to. In fact, some deserve an apology. Actually, I take what I said back. I want to make fun of the commerce people because that's what that's what my school does. We okay. make fun of the commerce people. Yeah. I don't. What what's so, commerce? Is that like finance? Money. I think so. Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes sense. But it's still in the business school, right? I don't think so. We have like a separate school for business. I think it's Macintosh. I don't know. Okay. Uh, anyways, any pre-com people out there, you suck. Good. Okay. Uh, the next question is like, do you have any regrets? It can pertain to like being a rising college freshman, being a high school senior, or life in general. Okay. I regret caring so much about which school I chose during the college selection time and during our senior year around January to April when mm-hmm. um yeah I regret being very bummed out about certain schools that I did not get into or being um yeah I regret b- feeling that way because some people told me this piece of advice but I wish I listened to it more but college is more about what you make it to be because mm-hmm. if you spend college in your room 24 seven and only really going to your classes and not making an effort to make friends and meet new people, then that's what college is for you. But if you spend college in a different way, um, maybe more socially or working on yourself more then that, Mm -hmm. that's what college is to you. So Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, I feel like the, your college choice should not be that big of a deal because you can decide what college is for you. Yeah, that's good. I like that advice. And it's just like a little silly tangent. But when you're talking about like college is what you make it, I think about like life's what you make it. So let's make it rock. (laughs) College is what you make it. So let's make it rock, you know? Yeah. Well, do you have any shout outs you want to give? Social media, petitions, projects, anything like that? Sure. I'll shout out some good friends. First, I'd like to shout out Ashley Zhang. Wow. You know another one? AKA. No, no, I'm cutting that out. I'm going to, I'm just, I'll keep that in, but I'm going to mute what you said. Okay, that's fine. Like, you'll bleep it out. Yes. I'd also like to shout out Mr. Math Genius, Ethan Fan, and also (laughs) the GRC Rats, Zara, Islam, and Layla Ali. Yeah, those Uh are my shout outs. Okay, sounds good. Okay, well, now it's time for the Nature Valley Bar segment, so take it away. First of all, I'd like to reiterate that I'm the one who gave you the idea for this segment. <laughs> but wait, that reminds me. Banan is the one who came up with the title for this podcast. Yes, I did. I'm sad that we're giving you credit in the end of the episode. I thought you'd mentioned it earlier. I no. really did. <laughs> Sorry, I apologize. Yes, I am the one who came up with this, with the Odka name. Are we yes. still referring However, it to the Odka? We can. I don't know. Okay. This season of podcast is lax. I would like to say that, yes, you did come up with it, but you did not come up with the original. That was me. Right. You're just like, yes. 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 <laughs> just want to clarify that for everybody. Going back. <laughs> Hi, Nature Valley Bar. <laughs> Ashley really <laughs> enjoys your products. And mm-hmm. she also gives you free advertising, possibly millions a year. So I think she deserves mm-hmm. a little compensation. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. I really, yeah. I really like that. Okay. Perfect. Well, that concludes this week's episode of Omni College Crisis. We really hope you enjoyed, and we will catch you on the flip side. Bye. Say bye. 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 <laughs> okay. Now you can stop recording, so you don't have a little fun sound bite at the end from me. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of I'm a College Crisis. Another quick shout out to Vinan for agreeing to be on the Adga and for giving me an existential crisis because of this program we were put in as children. If you want to contact us, you can find us at our email, which is linked below, or social media, Instagram, and Twitter. It's at I'm a College Crisis for Instagram or at a College Crisis for Twitter, or leave a voice memo. If you like this episode and want to support the Aka, share it with your friends, share it with your family, and share it with your elementary school besties. We are on Apple Podcasts if you want to leave a review. If you're listening to the code word, the code word is... Achoo. So be sure to comment that on the Instagram or do whatever you want with that information. But we love you guys and hope you have a great week. Goodbye. Goodbye.
<laughs> scratch that. <laughs> Take that off the record. This is off the record, okay? So scratch that. I don't. Off the record, I have, I have something to say. Off the record. Off the record. Back on the record. Also, off the record, I just want to tell you. Uh, <laughs> I never know how to start these.